You're listening to Understanding the Law Radio, your business success and legal information station. Hi, and thanks for joining me for another episode of Understanding the Law Radio. I'm your host, Peter Lamont. And did you ever desire to buy or sell bathwater? Your own? I sure hope not. Uh, But that's what we're going to talk about today. We've got this Instagrammer, Belle Delphine, selling her bathwater. Now, I don't know if you've seen this story on the internet. It's absolutely absurd, completely ridiculous. I can't even believe that we're talking about somebody who is selling their own bathwater, and I can't believe even more that somebody would buy it. Now, if you're one of the people that bought it, then you should turn this podcast off because you're probably going to be offended. Uh, But for the, the vast majority of you who would listen to something like this and be in complete and utter disbelief and probably be disgusted, then you want to stick around because we are, believe it or not, going to tie in a very important legal lesson with respect to this. So let me give you some background on this on this person. Um, I've never heard of her before until, believe it or not, my son advised me of this sale, and I was so surprised. I said, wait, wait, we've got to know more about this. So I did some research and and can't believe it, but yeah, it's true. So this girl is originally from South Africa. She now lives in England, and she's 19 years old. She is apparently uh, an Instagram celebrity with something like 4.2 million followers on Instagram. And I am I did not look, but I'm sure she is all over social media, not just on Instagram. And clearly she is making a significant amount of money. Um, I did some looking into the the those sites that give you kind of like a general overview of what uh, an internet or social media celebrity might make, what their net worth is. And I know that they're not entirely accurate, but they've got the range somewhere between 500,000 and a million in net worth. So, I mean, clearly she's making a lot of money. I mean, if you just do the math with respect to a 4.2 million uh, follower thing on Instagram, and you tie in the fact that she's got an online store Plus, she's got a Patreon page where she is offering to give you uh, top secret stuff if you pay her. We'll get into that in a second. She's clearly making a lot of money. Now, she's 19. She's a 19-year-old kid, and she, I mean, talk about an ingenious, maybe a little twisted, but ingenious entrepreneur, 19 years old, and she has decided that she is going to sell her bath water. Gross. I know it's gross. Uh, But what she did was earlier this month, she put bath water for sale on her website and people bought it. They paid, I think, somewhere around $30 for a jar of bath water that she claims that she bathed in. And people bought it. There were all sorts of reports about things that um, turned out to be not true. Uh, So, for example, believe that uh, one of the rumors was that people had decided to drink the bathwater because who who wouldn't want to do that? You know, first you order it online from somebody and now you're going to drink it. That sounds like a great idea. Um, And they 
alleged that they had contracted herpes. And uh, that was determined to be untrue and just a rumor. So uh, you can see how these things spread and how these things get out of control. And that's really what I think brought this story to where it is right now. Um, you know, this idea that that people are getting sick from this, not true. Everything that I've read said not true. So keep that in mind. But what is true and what comes directly from uh, this girl's Instagram pages and website is the fact that she did sell bathwater, which she claims to have bathed in. Uh, I do believe I did see a warning on her website, do not drink, so thanks for that. Um, but she did it, right? And you can only assume, based upon her other content, why she's doing this and to whom she's marketing this unbelievable product to, right? Clearly, it's to men, um, it could be women, I don't know, but people that find her attractive and, and it's, you know, without saying too much, if you're really that interested, look it up, just be warned, don't look it up with your kids around. Um, it, it's inappropriate to some, I'm not going to judge her, that's not the point of this, but we're talking about her selling her bath water. And uh, it's, by the way, out of stock now on her website. So if you are listening to this podcast and saying, let me go round up some money so that I can order my own, my very own bathed in bath water, just think about that. Think about all the calluses and skin that's floating around. It's just great. Um, by the way, there are stories floating around the internet that say people had the water that they purchased tested. All right, so picture this. You are buying somebody's bath water. Uh, presumably keeping it quiet, right? Because could you imagine telling your your wife, oh, honey, if uh, a fragile package comes today from Gamer Girl, uh, just leave it on my on my nightstand, you know, because it's, it's her bath water. Not only are you doing that, then you're going to send it to a lab and you're going to say, hey, could you analyze this bath water and look for what? Some sort of human something or other? This is the, the, the weirdest story, but it happened. And according to the internet, and I know, you know, I'm a French model, that's what the internet tells me, you can't believe everything, but it is reported that there is nothing to suggest that any of the bathwater that the one individual who had it tested purchased has ever been bathed in. So I guess they were testing for all sorts of things, um, soap, shampoo, God knows what else, and it's not there so that it, it appears to be just water. All right, so now, that's the story. Bad enough, weird enough story, but of course, when somebody sees this as a way to make money, what do they do? But they come up with their own scams, and so somebody or group created a fake Belle Delphine Gamer Girl website looks nearly identical to hers. And in addition to selling the same type, like pictures and things that she's selling on her site, they are deciding that they're going to sell, or they've decided they're going to sell Gamer Girl urine. Yep. It's a jar of what appears to be urine. And from the picture online, it appears as though she has had something uh, very potent to eat because the picture online depicts the urine as like 
neon yellow. So she probably needs to lay off the vitamins and drink more water. All right, I'm kidding, but this is a fake site and they're selling this stuff and um, they're selling this urine, quote unquote urine, for, you ready? Ready? $10,000, $10,000. And these, these websites that have caught this, they're clearly identifying this knockoff site as a fake site. And who, who would ever entertain the possibility of paying anyone $10,000? Are you kidding me? This is insane. But that's what's gone on here. So now you've got these people who are trying to build off of her idea and they're selling fake bodily fluids. Uh, and if that's not bad enough, then you've got people on eBay who claim to have purchased the bathwater, not the urine, right? The bathwater. And they're selling it on eBay for thousands of dollars. It's ridiculous. Ridiculous. But that's where we are with this. So let's, let's figure out why the heck am I talking about this? And how does this in any way relate to business or law or anything closely related to that? Well, we're not talking about her entrepreneurial spirit and how this 19-year-old kid has decided that, you know, she is going to make money by selling bathwater. What we want to talk about is what are the potential repercussions in the event that you decide that it's a really good idea to either sell your own bathwater, bodily fluids, or anything else that most normal people would not want to buy? What could happen to you? So let's take a look at this story. Let's say, for example, that someone is selling their bathwater. And, um, you know, I, I make no representations or comments concerning what this individual YouTuber and Instagrammer and, you know, social media person is doing, this, this Belle Delphine. She's in England. There are different laws in England. I'm making no judgment call on to whether or not what she's doing um, has any legal impact whatsoever. We're going to leave that alone, but we're going to talk about in general the idea of selling something like this here in the U.S. So let's assume for a second that you think this is a great idea and you're going to decide to package your own bathwater. And let's assume for a second that the bathwater is simply water, right? You know how you look after you take 32 baths all shriveled up like one of the California uh, raisins you know, you heard it on the grape through the grapevine. So you don't want to take a bath every day to produce 30 jars of bath water. You're just going to fill it up with regular water and you're going to say it is bath water. And you sell it online. And let's say your name is Sally and you decide to sell Sally Suds to somebody in, in California. You live in New York. This is great because Billy Bob has decided that he wants your Sally Suds and he places an order on your website. He pays you through PayPal. You package it up as neatly as possible, put on some lipstick, give the box a little kiss, and ship it off to Billy in California. He gets it, and let's say he's thrilled with it. It's amazing. It's amazing, right? But then he realizes that he actually didn't take a bath in it. So what can happen to you, Sally Suds. What can happen? Well, number one, theoretically, he could sue you. Now, 
He's in California. You're in New York. We talked about this on other shows and, and on other videos. You can't necessarily sue somebody in federal court simply because you live in different states unless you've got an amount in controversy, and that amount is $75,000. So if you've paid $15 for Sally's suds, you don't qualify necessarily for bringing a lawsuit in federal court. So what's his option? So now Billy Bob has to sue you in New York because your Sally suds are not really soapy enough? Who's going to do that? Who is going to do that? On top of which, let's say that Billy Bob has, you know, let's say he lives with his, with his parents. So now he's going to tell his mom, hey, mom, uh, I'm going to file a lawsuit in New York because I went online and I bought somebody's uh, used bathwater. Are you kidding me? So I think that in general, the risk of being sued for fraud, common law, civil lawsuit fraud, because you told me you were giving me uh, bathwater that you took a bath in and I found out that it isn't. You've paid $15, $30, whatever it is. You live in different states. The likely, and, and there's the embarrassment factor, right, that you were dumb enough to buy this. The likelihood that you're actually going to go and sue Sally is slim to none. So from a liability perspective, Sally is home free, right? But what about criminal? What crime could this possibly be? What did she do? She sold water. She shipped it to Billy Bob and there's nothing in it but water. Is that a crime? Well, there are two things you need to be aware of. If you decide that you're going to sell bodily fluids and other things on the internet, and that is wire and mail fraud. So mail fraud is found, this is a federal statute. Okay, it's 18 U.S.C. section 1341, mail fraud. There's two elements of mail fraud. One, having devised or intended to devise a scheme to defraud. So Sally says to herself, <laughs> I'm not going to take a bath. I'm going to fill it with spring water and send it over to Billy Bob. That's the intent to deceive right there. Then number two, she uses the mail for the purpose of executing or attempting to execute the scheme that's listed above. Her, uh, her Poland Spring bathwater. That constitutes mail fraud. Now, that is a federal offense. And that would land you not only in front of a judge with a federal prosecutor prosecuting these claims... Could, could land you in jail. Now, on top of that, you've got to figure out how you got paid. Well, you got paid via PayPal, right? Via the internet, via an electronic communication. You most likely had a website. You made an offer to sell your bathwater. They jumped on that, clicked that button, paid through PayPal. Now, theoretically, you have violated 18 U.S.C. 1343 wire fraud. You are pretty much sunk because wire fraud, very similar, it's the same elements with respect to the defrauding, uh, but instead of using the mail to commit the fraud or to attempt to commit the fraud, the second prong of wire fraud is that you used an interstate telephone call or electronic communication 
made in furtherance of the scheme. So in other words, you spoke to somebody outside of your state, you mailed something via email, right, electronic communication. Theoretically, you could probably extend the definition of electronic communication to text messages, WhatsApp, Facebook Messenger, a tweet, something on your website. All those things are going to fall under that umbrella of electronic communication. So now, Sally, in all of your entrepreneurial glory, you have committed wire fraud and mail fraud, and you're going to be prosecuted by a federal prosecutor. And then you're going to have time behind bars to come up with your next scheme. I don't know what you could sell. Maybe you could sell your fingernails to the inmates down the hall from you and uh, for, for some snack credits or whatever they might give you in jail. Bottom line here, I know I'm being somewhat facetious, is that you cannot come up with a scheme. It doesn't have to be as gross as, as what we're talking about here. But you can't come up with a scheme and then use the mail to transmit that, to deliver it, to send it, and not be worried about the potential risk of criminal prosecution for federal wire fraud. And if you look back at some of the notable uh, people who have been charged with this crime, it's it seems to it seems to be an easy way to get somebody when maybe some of the other claims, the other criminal claims, are not as strong. I I want to say, and I'm not a hundred percent certain, and I'm not going to look this up. So just don't quote me on it. I want to say the lawyer that was working for Donald Trump might have also been charged with a whole bunch of things, but I want to say that potentially mail or wire fraud was one of them. It's a tack-on clause or, or claim. It's an easy claim to prove for the most part, and it's something that we don't often think about. You know, I mean, you think about if you're Sally, well, could I get in trouble for selling this? I'm just selling water. I'm selling water. Sure, I'm calling it, you know, something else. But what's the big deal? You know, if they complain, I'll give them their $30 back. Well, giving them their $30 back does not negate the fact that you've committed wire and mail fraud. And it's a serious thing. So, again, if you're not going to go to the extreme and sell all kinds of gross stuff, what about if you're selling something that you know isn't as described. Let's let's take this into a, a, a small business uh, sort of analysis. Let's say that you make a product, you make something on your own, and you're going to sell that, like through your Etsy shop or something. Well, let's say that what you're selling, you are trumping up in your advertising. It's it's not what you are. Uh, you're delivering something through the mail that is not what you promised. Is it possible that you could be on the hook for mail or wire fraud? Maybe. It depends on the nature of what it is you're doing. Clearly, if you say, hey, I'm going to sell you sneakers um, that have uh, shoelaces and they're they're near new and then you ship out you know, sneakers without shoelaces, is that going to be considered federal uh, mail fraud? Uh, probably not. Uh, nobody would touch that. But something that is big, something that has reached millions of people's eyes, something that has now uh, started to trickle through news and mainstream media news, that's something that a federal prosecutor could look at. And that's something you have to be aware of. So, 
getting back to the whole story and wrapping this thing up, you've got this crazy, ridiculous story. Might seem like a good idea. It's not. And if you are, are you know, thinking about doing something like this, and, and not, not this, because this is gross. I don't know who would do this. But if you're thinking about this, uh, or if you're the scammers who are allegedly selling fake urine, I think that, you know, aside from hiding and uh, creating all sorts of fake accounts, et cetera, you've got potential risk here. And I think that being aware of, of the federal statutes concerning mail and wire fraud is something you need to know about. Um, I, I don't want to see anybody end up in jail for doing something stupid simply because they weren't aware of it. And that's the whole purpose of the show. All right, that's going to do it for me today. Please, please be mindful of buying somebody's urine or bath water or chewing gum. Yep, that's on the fake site too. From anybody online, you just shouldn't do it. If you really are desperate for bath water, you could probably take a bath yourself, bottle it, and say it came from John Wayne or anybody else you want to. It's probably the same thing you're going to get if you buy it from somebody online. Very stupid, very foolish. Don't do it but who am I to judge? All right, that's going to do it. Thanks for joining me. I'll see you next time. Thanks for joining me for another episode of Understanding the Law Radio. If you'd like more information about the show, or if you'd like to take advantage of our business and legal self-help resources, including our extensive video library, then visit us online at utlradio.com. You can also find us over on Facebook, Twitter, and on YouTube. Now, if you have any questions about any of the topics that you've heard discussed on today's show, or if you'd like to suggest a topic for future shows, please feel free to reach out to me directly at pl at pjlesq.com, or you can call us at 201-904-2211. Please also make sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Also, share the information that you receive through this podcast with your family, your friends, and colleagues, and let them know about utlradio.com, your business success and legal information station.